Today, we name check five comics that will tell you what the 1970s were all about. Books that feature adaptations of toys like Micronauts and Shogun Warriors, characters with occult backgrounds such as Ghost Rider and The Demon, and heroes who were influenced by the martial arts craze of the 70s, like Shang-Chi and the Sons of the Tiger. We also give credit to Bronze Age creators like Denny O'Neill and Don McGregor for trying different things in an attempt to capture the spirit of the times. What are five comics that you can think of that accurately represent the 1970s? I hope we named a few of yours in our list. Thanks for listening. Before we get to our five comics All that right. explain the 1970s, I wanted to ask you guys, and we're, you know, Adrian Dwight and I are a little bit older than you are. Of course, yeah, yeah. But what are some of the some of the the attributes of 70s comics? Reading a 70s comic, like the first thing I think of is, is the ads. Mm. You know, the ads from 70s comics were very different from the ads in the 80s and in the 90s. Yeah. Um, you had, you know, Mile High Comics and Denver Comics and, you know, uh, Joe Weeder's, you know, The mm-hmm. Hero of the Beach. Yeah, you know. yo, Joe Weeder, man. <laughs> Remember that? Yo? Was it face. Joe Weeder? Yeah. Yeah, kick yeah. Sandy in the oh, space. Oh, no, no, it was oh, Charles a- Atlas. It was Charles Atlas. You're right. He was a 98 pound weakling. Exactly. He sand in his face, and then then he knocked his ass out and (laughs) broke his jaw. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) What 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 does say about about the the true nature of relationships though? It's like the girl walks off with the the dude that kick that kicked the dude sand in Sand's face. Sand in his face. Yeah. Right. 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 So it's like yeah. These hoes these hoes ain't true to this. (laughs) Right. 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 I mean that's kind of what it was, yo. They weren't loyal, yo. And then LL. Remember LL was talking about I take a muscle bound man and kick his face in the sand. Face in the sand. But you know, you had the the, the army men. You know, they would just yes. sell the army men. You know, you see yeah, those yeah. ads for those. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think it was big in the eight, bigger in the eighties. But I think in the seventies is when it started. And and uh, Dwight was talking about this in our uh, group chat. Mm-hmm. The you know the ads for like uh, Iron Man and Hulk and Twinkie ads and oh yeah. And, uh, and 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 little and little Debbie oatmeal cake ads oh, and stuff. Man. Yeah. Oh man! Let's not forget about the sea monkeys, yo. Sea the monkeys, sea monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> a barrel full of monkeys. <laughs> the sea uh, monkeys, the X-ray goggles, the X-ray glasses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 you, uh, and you can't forget. You can't forget. Count Dante and his Black Dragon fighting Count. school. <laughs> yes, yo, Count Dante. Yeah, yo. Damn, the, the, yo. The, 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 the electric buzzers, the electric hand buzzers, yo. Yeah, mm-hmm. electric buzzers, hand buzzers. I actually did order uh, like uh, sneezing powder and itching powder. <laughs> and, and put it on. The, and at the time, you know, we had just moved from Chicago down to Atlanta, and we were staying with my uh, my mom's cousin June. Yeah, okay. in her house. And I remember I put itching powder on all the doorknobs. Oh. June was like, "Craig, what did you do? My hand? <laughs> what did you do? My hand is itching. She's walking around scratching wow. her hand." Wow. Um, I also ordered from the comics. I also ordered these little uh, 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 stents that you could put inside cigarettes to make them explode. <laughs> you are a mischievous young man. There you go. <laughs> Swing the and, menace. Yes. <laughs> and my mom. Oh, no. Oh, my mom, no. My mom been smoking for 50 years, yo. She probably been smoking longer than she's been anything. Yeah. She lit one up, yo, and it, pit, pit, pit. 
Oh, oh snap! Wow. Yes, yes, yo. Wow. Yes, yo. I have no idea what the uh, explosive or destructive power of, the, of it was, but it, it blew God. the cigarette just like a cartoon, yo. Where you know, you know. It's... But wow. you had a, you had an idea what that belt felt like afterwards, though. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> look, look, a hard head, a hard head make a soft ass. <laughs> so behind you, so behind you. Oh boy, switch wow. over minutes, yo. Yep. But anyway, there's a podcast that I listen to called 60 Songs That Explain the '90s," mm. and that was kind of the inspiration for this idea. Is is you know, is five comics that explain the 70s. And I think we're probably going to go with also to, into five comics that explain the 80s mm-hmm. and five comics that explain the 90s. I don't know yeah, if we are going to that. But right. we definitely want to hit, because all those decades feel different. Like when yes. I think about reading comics in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, they felt different from the comics that I read in the 80s. The 80s mm-hmm. felt more attached to that decade for us, you know, Dwight and I in high school. Mm-hmm. And MTV and, um, you know, the kind of uh, uh, video games kind of growing and coming to the fore and becoming more mainstream consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, skateboarding, uh, becoming bigger, um, just all kinds of stuff. And then when you get to the 90s, you then you really get into video game ads, all yeah. about the comics, yeah. bubblicious ads, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know. You know, organized fandom in terms of uh, uh, comic conventions is in full bloom foom, at that point. Foom, yo. Mm-hmm. San Diego, foom. Yeah, foom. Full foom. <laughs> you know, uh, San Diego Comic Con, the Dragon Con, the Atlanta Fantasy Fair. Atlanta Fantasy uh, Fair. Yeah, you know, there were there were all, it was it was all full, it was all in, 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 in full bloom at that point. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they all felt different. But in terms of five comics... I wanted to start because, I, I, and this is the first thing that hit me when I when we first started considering this as a topic was mm-hmm. the the t- comics that featured toy adaptations in the nineteen seventies. Sure, they were toy they were toyetic. They were toyetic, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely toyetic, sir. Yeah, yeah. But but, um, but unlike but unlike the desires of, of certain industry execs, these were toys before they were comics, so it wasn't like a comic. right prepping up the toy it was the other way around so right right and that's that's a that's an interesting distinction to make so back in the 1970s you know uh you had the micronauts toys Mm -hmm. uh the shogun warriors um Mm -hmm. you had transformers you know Uh, that's 80s that's 80s that's 80s that's 80s transformers is 80s shogun warriors would have preceded transformers with the whole big robot thing exactly oh okay okay 1974 1975 was was strongly the shogun warriors yeah okay and i guess we would have to throw in like gi joe as well correct Correct. no comic as of yet that didn't come till 82 but gi joe those those big dolls, well, those okay. big action figures, yes, action figures. <laughs> action figures. <laughs> but you know, you know what? You know what? You know what they did? There was so ingenious about, about the marketing of uh, of uh, GI Joes. I think, as far as the the, the six inch action figures you're talking about, was mm-hmm. they had wonderfully illustrated, wonderfully done uh, cyclomatic, cycloramic uh, Viewmaster images, where they had this thing. Okay, kids, back in the day, before there were <laughs> video games, before there were uh, um, computers, to look up stuff. 
we had these things called Viewmasters, and the Viewmaster mm-hmm. had a, had a, oh was a circular disc. Oh, man. I love them <laughs> things, you put inside yo. of it. Yeah, man. And, and, he and clicked the disc. And... Went through it. Yes, man. And it had adventures. It had adventures. It had G.I. Joe and adventures going along. And it was, it was beautifully done, man. It was like a, like a puppet show almost you know, yeah. in some ways. You know, yeah. stop motion yeah. puppet show. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember the Viewmasters. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. And, and I think the thing, like, and, and I guess our example for, for toy ad- adaptations would be Micronauts number one, mm. um, which, you know, which kind of was the biggest and most popular one, in my opinion. That was the one that seemed the most, like, I actually got into the characters. I actually got mm-hmm. into the stories and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But mm-hmm. check this out. Mm-hmm. You know how I always talk about good-ass comics, right? Yes, okay. of course. Okay. Micronauts number one, published by Marvel Comics, was written by Bill Mantlo. That's right. Penciled by Michael Golden. That's right. Inked by Joe Rubenstein. That's right. Lettered by Tom Orzakowski. Damn. Colored by Glennis Wing. X-Men okay. Deluxe. <laughs> and edited by Al Milgram. Sir, that's the A team of seventies <laughs> creators, yo. That's what you, I want to put that's best what you wanted, yo. Stan, Stan was like, "If I get this, I want to put my best guys on it, and I know exactly who to go to first. Yep. <laughs> yep. Look, stand in the parking lot. They all start coming up one at a time. Okay, mm-hmm. that's Bill Mantlow. He used to so and so and so and so. That's Michael Golden. <laughs> okay, now here comes Glennis Wing. She's who you want for your colors, you know. <laughs> Stanley Tubb, I love it when a player comes together. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes. But that's the thing. The seventies was big on adaptations. You know, Adrian pointed out in a group chat that you know movie and TV adaptations had been going on for you know for decades. Uh, going back to the even the fifties, yeah. but I certainly do remember in the seventies. You know, there were you know some specific adaptations that stood out to me. Of course, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, and Space nineteen ninety nine, and um, Logan's what Run, else? Logan's Run, Battlestar Galactica, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah, but you know, but but the idea of adapting something like Dwight was pointing out outside of comics mm-hmm. into comics, as opposed to now where we see where people are coming to comics to get these IPs and actually take them and move them into television and movies and then mm-hmm. ultimately into, into merch and whatnot. So it's kind of reversed in a weird way, mm-hmm. don't you think? Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's, what, that's what the term I imagine Lost Leader comes from in terms of like letting comics be yeah. overall, they bear the brunt of the, of the, of the, of lack of funding towards mm-hmm. the creators. We don't, we don't make toys. money over here, but this gets people into something over there where we That's do it. make money, basically. That's it. That's yeah. it. I, so. see a, I see a smirk there, Adrian. I understand fully. You know how I feel about it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Face all screwed up. <laughs> Scoofies. But, <laughs> Scoofies. But another category of comic or another category of, of something that was really exemplary in, in the 70s. Characters with overt occult backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Marvel was all into it. It was almost completely it, yeah. Marvel to some extent. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yep. But, you know, you had, of course, you do have the demon at DC. Right. Yeah, so, but. So. He was laughable by me. Exactly. He wasn't even. In terms, in terms of story, I don't know, yo. Like Does like a cute demon. He was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but he, but I mean, his, 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 his alter ego was Jason Blood. 
That's still, that's still, that's still that's, the dopest name ever, that's yo. That's a dope name. That's a dope <laughs> name. And they also, he was speaking that kind of, you know, he, when he would say his name, he, it sounded like that fake, you know, Latin, Yarva <laughs> Etragon Demonicus, you know, yeah. so he would turn from Jason Blood into the demon. Right. I, I always liked the demon. I like Kirby's demon. I, I like Michael Golden's demon. I love. I always loved the demon. I did too. The thing about it though, man, he he had this he had this vaudevillian, he had this 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 uh almost like a um jester type of cloth, clothing to him, man. He was almost like this. Yeah. Like, he, he was, and, he, and he was yellow. He was yellow. It means he, he, was, no yellow. he was yellow. yellow. <laughs> 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 so he was scared all the time. He was yellow. <laughs> but no, yep. I mean. So it's hard to take him. Hard to take him like like with a, a degree of sophistication and severity. Conversely, Marvel's version of him uh, was was much scarier to look at. What was his name? The gargoyle. Uh, the gargoyle. Yeah, he was much more yeah. much scarier to look at. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and oddly and, enough, I think Golden did a painted cover for the gargoyle that I mm, loved back mm, in the day. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, other characters would be like Ghost Rider, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the son of Satan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zatanna. Zatanna. You know, she's yeah, yeah. saying stuff backwards. and. Well, but that's DC. But yeah. That is mm-hmm. D- that yeah. is DC. But I'm yeah, just saying. She, oh, just. You know, she, okay. And she came along actually before the 70s, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But probably started to rise to more prominence in the 70s and 80s uh, would be my guess. But also like DC, Dwight mentioned, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda. Mm. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and Brother Voodoo. Yes. <laughs> then you do with Brother Voodoo. <laughs> That's it. But but you know, it's it's interesting to note that, you know, that interest in the occult in the 70s, that plays right along with, you know, other things outside of comics too. Like, you know, you had like the Church of Satan with um, Anton yeah. LaVey. Uh, mm-hmm. you, had, you even had backward masking, which became more of an issue mm-hmm. in the 80s. It's like, in oh my 80s, God, was, if you yeah. play it backwards, yeah. it's telling kids to off themselves. But shut the hell up. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. No, yeah, you're exactly you're... right. And even the, uh, the overt um, kind of references to witchcraft and to the occult in, in music, you know, yes. Ozzy, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and you know Black Sabbath, mm. you know pentag- pentagrams, and then like you said, the whole backward masking thing, you know, going mm. into the uh, into the eighties, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is you know very very uh, reminiscent of like the Reagan era, of uh, you know going into the Reagan era of you know family values, typical and PMRC, yeah, 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 for right. sure. But I, 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 I always love those characters. I do remember reading a Ghost Rider story <laughs> years ago when I was a, t- a teenager. And yeah. it was pretty creepy because, like, somebody got possessed. Mm-hmm. And I want to say maybe Frank Robbins drew it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. There we go. Yeah. But somebody got, po- eyes, somebody got really. possessed. And when they got possessed, like... It was like on some exorcism shit, and I think they vomited. <laughs> I think they vomited like this, this green bile. Dang. And, and, you know, and then, like, but you know how you would hear about, like, you know, like back then, the idea of the occult and possessions was really scary stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, The Exorcist yeah. was the big, was one of the biggest movies of that decade, other than Linda, like Jaws. Linda Blair, yo. Linda Blair, yo. Yeah, and so, you know, the idea of possession and demons and mm-hmm. and and dealing with the supernatural, you know, Amityville and all of that, it was it was all the rage at the time. So yeah. and I remember reading the book and I was like, How is this guy a superhero mm-hmm. 
and, and people are getting possessed and spinning their heads around. <laughs> yeah. What? You know, <laughs> it was crazy. But the example that I will give as far as a comic, a single comic, would be uh, Ghost Rider number 18. Okay. Which, if you look at the cover, he's riding his motorcycle, and he's, it's like he's riding into a group of heroes, and he's kind of dispersing them. So Spider-Man's mm. over here. And uh, Namor's over there, and then mm-hmm. I think the Her- Hercules is over here. Damn. And then the co- and then the cover blurb, which was very popular in the seventies, the cover cover blurb said, "In order for this person to live, you all must die." And I'm like, "How is he a superhero?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. that may actually lead us into one of our later on categories in terms of what kind of hero was. Mm. The demon and, and Ghost Rider and the son of Satan. Were they truly right. superheroes or were they kind of something else? Zatanna was pretty much a superhero. Right. right? Or right. is pretty much a superhero. Right. Um, and Brother Voodoo, I think, and Scarlet, the Scarlet Witch are pretty much superheroes. I mean, she's a mutant, but she's a superhero. Right. But, you know, they, they kind of cast a different, they cast in a different mold than, yeah. you, than Richard, your Richard, Richard Rider was interesting, man. Ghost Rider. He was interesting because. You're right. It's like he he served at the behest of the demon that inhabited him. He did, it wasn't the other way around. Like he was he was he was doing what the demon said do. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. like he could control that. You know what I'm saying? So when so when, so when they try to spin him off on different things like the champions and always try to get it, to get it, get him other other characters other 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 teams. It's like what, why is he even here in the first place? You right. Know? <laughs> you know? Who trusts this guy? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, but but again though, and and again, keeping with cool ass names in the '70s. Ghost Rider's alter ego was Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize Johnny Blaze and a damn thing changed. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 who's Richard Rider then, man? Richard Rider, you're thinking that's Nova. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now, he was a hero in the 70s, yes, of course. But yeah, right, right. yeah. There you go. That's it. The that's cosmic. It. Thank you. Exactly. Rather than the you, demonic. Right, <laughs> <laughs> which in, which in Marvel's world now kind of kind of intertwines. It kind of blends together with the multiverse ideal. It's both the same, both the same time. Go for yeah, it. that is right. true. Right, true. <laughs> you know, and also too, uh, like that stuff has lived on. Like they still probably just for licensing purposes, so they can hang on to the character. But they still do make stories with the son of Satan in it, and um, you know, and all these characters. Oh, really? And it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't there talk at one point that uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, was interested in doing a Dark Justice League with like Constantine, yes. the Demon, yeah, mm-hmm. and like Bizarro, and maybe yeah. like some other DC characters? And it was and it was headed that direction too in CW before it got pulled, where they had they introduced uh, in Swamp Thing, they introduced uh, Blue Devil, but in a non corny way, like it was really done well. In the last 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 uh, season end of that of that particular series, they showed the, the character of the Blue Devil the new design for it. It was hot, yo. It was oh, yeah. awesome. It was really? awesome. But it get, got canceled. I'm going to have to cancel you. <laughs> so, 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 so. Like, damn, bro. Hardcore. Hardcore industry, bro. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I, good. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, D. No, but you're right though. They're definitely going to go towards more. That would be that's, that's the direction you need to go for DC. Do something different. You know, you have to take it. Marvel's got that that superhero thing unlocked. You got to take it in another direction entirely and, and make it make it interesting for people to come to see your stuff. And then yeah. have a happy medium somewhere. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick tangent, but if you guys haven't checked it out, the uh, the movie Brightburn. Okay. Yeah, you keep saying you mentioned that last time. Yeah. Yeah, the movie Brightburn about the evil Superman kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty pretty decent, and 
By the end of it, his mother's being played by Elizabeth Shue. Mm. Okay. And, and spoilers, by the end of it, he's like, he's turned on his parents and he's getting ready to kill his mom. Uh, damn. Okay. And because of how she treated him, you kind of wanted him to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> damn. Damn, Liz. I mean, seriously. You kind of wanted him to, yo. So, you were like, so, I kind of get it, you know? So is, is this like the boys kind of sort of, yo? Like with, uh, no, with it's, it's not like that. It's it's a horror movie. Okay, okay. It's, it's a horror Dang. movie. It's, it's like, you know, like, you know, okay, so what if somebody super-powered was like taking mugs out who were, you know, because, okay. you know, they needed to be taken out, you know? So Kid, so Kid Marvel Man, basically. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you can say that. Damn, you yo, that, that's, that. that, that's going to be a DC miniseries, Superman, Neglected Son. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all, yeah. he's all pale. He's all pale and stuff now. Man, from the yeah, yo. Feed me. Help me. Awful, sir. Adrian, you had you had a character uh, category that you had you you came up with uh, right before we turned on the mics. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about in the seventies. You got the rise of the anti-hero, you know, uh, especially in the wake of uh, nineteen seventy-one. You have uh, Dirty Harry, and then that really spawns a whole a whole subgenre, if you will, that really became a major genre in movies. You know, not just the maverick cop, but that and the protagonist who is not unwilling to use lethal force to do right maximum force magnum force <laughs> even <laughs> yeah yeah so you have uh you mentioned like wolverine you know yes. first shows up in incredible hulk was it 171 181 181 181 so yeah wolverine you also had obviously the the punisher is the biggest one that we can probably point to right mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. and, and, and in fact the punisher even follows the template too he is a former cop a former cop right. former marine family gunned down in central park and from that day forth he vows vengeance on all criminals yes mm -hmm. yes so and, and spider-man <laughs> don't know why yeah, apparently <laughs> <laughs> but so so technically we would probably point at maybe Batman as being like the earliest prototypical kind of anti-hero in a way. Yes. De well, depending upon which incarnation of him. You are correct. He did use guns early in his incarnation. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. 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 Um, do you mention the fool killer? Fool yeah. killer. Uh, <laughs> Don't fool with it. Right? <laughs> you talk about you talk about a nineteen seventies psycho analytical weird mishmash of ideas, man. This guy had right. a fedora with with a feather in it. He had a D'Artagnan hat, like the like <laughs> the Scarlet Pimpernel, right? 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 That plume feather. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. All, 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 all zooted out on some kind of drugs, psychedelic drugs, and 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 just pontificating all, all these 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 crazy non sequitur statements and stuff. What what is he talking about? Is yeah, he, oh, you you are a fool. You must die. What? Yeah. like <laughs> it's like a fool yourself, bro. You need to chill out for a minute. But you know, <laughs> you know. Go ahead, Dick. go ahead, Swiss. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, but other other kind of examples, and you know, we talked about occult heroes, at, you know, a few minutes ago. But like, you know, 
there are kind of like dark occult examples of that too, like Man Wolf. Mm. You know, Man Wolf was a character who had his own comic and was kind of supposed to be his own yeah. protagonist. Yeah. Uh, Morbius. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The you living know, as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Phantom Stranger and the Spectre, they weren't quite heroes. It's like, mm. aren't you? Like, the Spectre was killing people in weird, supernatural ways. Let me mm-hmm. make a giant pair of scissors and cut your ass in half. Yes, yeah, sir. You know? <laughs> you know? Um, and then also, too, I guess he would kind of be considered an anti-hero at, at his inception, but Luke Cage, Power Man. Mm. He wasn't really a hero. He was a hero for hire. Higher, so right. Kind of, yeah, hero, hero yeah, people, was, yeah. It wasn't a pure nobility thing for him. It was like, I need a job. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can put these food on the table for my people. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 I mean, but you're right. You do see the rise of the antihero, and then you see the antihero come into full, into, into full resonance in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, once Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns comes out. Then you really start talking about people saying, "Oh, everybody's got to be gritty. Everybody's got to have some kind of a, a a darker motivation or another kind of motivation." And then, of course, then we do see things like Constantine come along, mm-hmm. and uh, and other other characters who you wouldn't necessarily call them heroes. They they yeah. may do good along the way, but you wouldn't consider them quote superheroes in the four color sense. Yeah, yeah. And in a sense. This is how unusual it was at the time. By the end of the decade, um, actually going into 80, um, during the Dark Phoenix saga, you have um, Wolverine who's, you know, put into the basement of the Hellfire Club. He's down in the sewers. And it's that one panel where it's like, Sir. okay, now let me take my best shot, suckers. Yes. Yes. Like, oh yes. shit! Yeah. And then the blur yes. for the next issue is on the cover. And it shows Wolverine. Wolverine finally cuts loose. And that was so unusual yep. at the time. It's like, what? Yeah. He's killing people. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Yep. That mm. shot of him in the sewer. Oh, man. Looking up at the, at the, with, the, with the sewer grating and the light mm. coming through. Hell, yeah. yeah. You see the claws and it's like. Sure. And, what? of course, he kills those, uh, the security for the, uh, for the Hellfire Club. And didn't mm. they later on say that those were robots and those weren't really human beings? No, no, no. What happened no, was no. they got turned into androids. Cyborgs, exactly. Yes, called Cyborg. the Reavers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And that's so why that's they always hated, and that's why during the 80s, anytime they went to Australia, the Reavers were always after them because <laughs> look what you did to us, Logan. Look what you did to <laughs> us. Right? Hey, mate. Remember me? Don't really do you. I'm not going to take you anymore over your shit, Wolverine. Man, I remember one of the most graphic things about that was, uh, was when um, when uh, Wolverine uh, 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 comes out on Leland, and Leland's like, I, I, I no, gra- no, wait, I, I, no, I, no. I, I increase gravity. It's yeah. like, that's, you don't want yeah. to go. Oh, you're going long. down. Yeah, yeah, right. Fantastic, fantastic. Yes. Well done, bro. Hell yeah. Incredible <laughs> yeah, stuff. Incredible stuff. And and um, to your point, Leland, I mean, not Leland, but Wolverine kind of like, he he, he he pushed the bounty into the next category going into, which is into the 80s, uh, the 80s uh, um, uh, anti-hero. He symbolizes that in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. I mean, arguably, was he, because look at, think about it. This guy's sitting up in the, in the he was always a little bit on the, on the edge anyway, smoking cigarettes, you know, drinking, 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 uh, 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 open glass. A brew. Of, of, yep. A, a brew, and on top of that, reading Playboy magazines in an in a, in a, in a arcade with uh, in a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, oh, so let me say, no library. 
Yep. Right? Yeah. How, how flagrant was he, man? In terms of this, like, I don't give a damn about this. Shut up, bub. Go away. You know? <laughs> right? Mind your own business, bub. You know? Bub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, man, one, one of my favorites in terms of. Uh, and I guess as far as uh, an anti-hero, w- w- I guess we could really point at um, either the one of the uh, the Punisher's first appearances in the uh, Black and White magazines was it Savage? I think it was Savage, Savage Tales. Tales. Yeah, mm-hmm. Savage Tales or um, which one do you think? Either that one or or, or should we say Hulk one seventy one or one eighty one? Excuse me. Uh, as far as Punisher's first appearance or the, the oh. no the comic that is an example of the rise of the anti-hero in in the seventies. I would probably say I, I go with that first um, Punisher appearance. Um, first Punisher appearance. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So we'll note that. We'll note that. But my my other favorite thing from the seventies, and this is just <coughs> comics or no comics. We loved martial arts in the seventies. Yes. <laughs> Hardcore. We we would call them kung fu movies, karate movies, whatever mm-hmm. you called them. Mm-hmm. We loved it. Yeah. Everybody, if 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 Enter the Dragon or if any any Marsha Fists of Fury, if anything Bruce Lee came on TV that afternoon or that evening, yeah. the next day at school, everybody was doing karate and yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody was kicking and whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It, 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 it literally was like it it, it 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 spawned like just you know a ton of wannabe martial artists. To the point, Dwight, did weren't you in a martial arts club in high school? It was it was called the Mac, yo. Matter of fact, the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Mac? <laughs> yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Dang. And we, we, and we were thoroughly true, thoroughly chastised for that too, yo. It was like, <laughs> yo. Yep. Oh, so y'all, y'all martial arts club, huh? Y'all want to fight right now? Like, man, we're oh good, boy, here we go. <laughs> we're good, bro. We're not, you can't, you can't, you that. can't go to Theral and be talking about some. Yeah, I know martial arts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh that yeah. Shit, dude. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. Don't be dead. <laughs> and they, and they, you wait on somebody. Oh, you know karate? I know crazy. And they would test you too, yo. They would test yeah, you. Yeah, they, they, they would after after school, bro. They would test you. Like, yeah. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many things I had to leave. Yeah, to fight your way out of there like double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> DC running down the DC running down the halls, chopping fools like old boy, yo. You saw one continuous shot, yo. I remember a couple instances in the in the on the uh in the in the, in the playground, man, in the restroom, dude. I remember a couple of instances, but muzzle muzzle test you in the restroom, dude. Like, okay, what what you about, man? What you gonna do? Wow. Okay. What? Damn. Why the restroom though, yo? Yeah, it's all It was it was a punk ass way of cornering you, bro. It's one door in, one door out. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. Yeah. You right. Yeah. You right. Hold the door. But hold the door. The martial arts <laughs> craze of the '70s was definitely not lost on us as kids, and it certainly mm-hmm. wasn't lost mm-hmm. on comics because comics really started to reflect that in a big way. They fully mm-hmm. embraced it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so you you have movies like Fist of Fury and End of the Dragon and The Chinese mm-hmm. Connection, and you have mm-hmm. Sonny Chiba, and mm. um, and you have uh, uh, um, uh, the, the, the my shot, man from the, Rush Hour. I'm I'm drawing. drawing oh, Jackie Chan. 
You have Jackie the, the, Chan. The Shaw Brothers movies. The Shaw Brothers movies. And you yeah. have all this stuff that's happening and it's glorious mm. and we loved it. Mm. So in comics, like Dwight said, you know, you, you get Iron Fist. Mm. You get uh, Shang-Chi. The White, Chi, you, yeah. mm. uh, the White Tiger. The Sons of the Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Daughters of the Dragon. You know, Christine... Uh, Christine Wing and... Uh, Colleen Wing Colleen and... Wing, uh, yeah. uh, Misty, Misty Knight. Knight. That's yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. Play Misty um, for me. Even over a Karate Kid in the Legion of Superheroes. Yes, and, and, and don't forget, and don't forget also at DC, Richard Dragon, Kung Fu Fighter. Richard Dragon, <laughs> Kung Fu Fighter, oh my goodness. And also, <laughs> even over at Charlton, you had Judo Master. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and even even over into DC, you know, the Black Canary, you know, was was a judo mm. expert. She was she was a black had a black belt in judo. That's know? right. Mm. So remember that great sequence by Alex Toth oh, where he goes and he yes, shows yeah. her oh. boom boom boom, and then she turns her hip and throws yeah, the yeah. guy over 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 her hip, yo. Oh man, Toth did that. she don't want the fish nets. Black pantyhose, thick <laughs> <laughs> legs, show through the but, but it was it was it was huge at the time, even it to was. the point where you know, like they created. Uh, I think it was in Marvel team up when Burn was on it, where Iron Fist uh, paired off against the Steel Serpent. Mm, yes, yeah. that that shit was yeah, yeah. fire. That was fire. That was fire, sir. Was that Silver Sam? Was a Silver Samurai? No, no, no. Yeah, Silver okay. Samurai came later uh, when Paul, when your boy Paul Smith took over on X Men. There but we I go. Digress. There you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, 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 you want to Paul right Smith his oh, okay. credit? You want to? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't be shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to fuck that, don't you? <laughs> but that's but that's yeah, man. Like even the the Steel Serpent. And yeah. they're battling, and and they do that 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 kind of homoerotic chest bump, and he, and he takes his power from him, and it and it was very like it was very very erotic in the sense of he drained him of his yeah you know his power he he took it from him he yo took, he, he took his manliness yo yeah he, he took <laughs> he, he 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 drew it out of him yo and it it, yeah, it yeah. was it was great but it was it was good classic burn mm. I think Dan Atkins or Dan Green one or, of, or, one of or, or Dave Hunt one of them D's. What are them D's? Sons of the D, yo. Well, hey. Oh, yeah. Sons of the D. Aren't we all? But go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. But we digress. But nothing beat the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu magazine. Cool. It's true. Nothing beat that, uh, that Bruce Lee kicking the guy. You know, that profile shot with Neil Adams, you know, mm-hmm. he's kicking in and the guy's back is completely arched like it's almost broken. Wearing diapers. Wearing diapers. <laughs> um, not to mention, it's the 70s, martial arts. Billy Jack comes out. Oh, yeah. And then Billy Jack shows up in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. He does, really? Right, yeah. Or the, yeah. Well, what was the magazine that Billy Jack was in? Wow. Oh, remember Neil I Adams? Think, I think yeah. you're right because Neil, I do Neil, remember Neil, Neil Adams. Neil Billy Jack image. I think yeah. you're yeah. right. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Dang, that's dang. I, I would love to track that down. That would be fire. A Billy Jack comic. Oh shit. Yes, yo. Yes. Damn. Yes, yo. Go ahead and hate your name. 
Mad piece to Tom Laughlin. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was awesome, bro. He was awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, Billy Jack. Billy yeah, Jack, man. yo. But the but the martial arts of the seventies was huge. Mm-hmm. And there was just no way. I mean, it was it was basically them jumping on the bandwagon. It's like, okay, well, people love these movies. Let's mm-hmm. again, they're always adapting something outside of comics and then bringing it in and then, you know, uh doing doing their, their best with it. So I would mm-hmm. say Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number one yeah. would be and the Sons of the Tiger were my favorites too, because they you know, they would show up later in team up issues like the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um and and the fact that uh they were multiracial, so it was a white yeah, guy. Yeah. It was like, it's like an old joke, a white guy, black yeah. guy, and a Chinese guy. You know, yeah. uh, and a br- brother with a fro, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the son, the the uh, white tiger, of course, showed mm-hmm. up with the first uh, Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican. Uh, mm-hmm. superhero, yo. True. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just a great and gl- and glorious time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, man. It's fun, bro. It's a lot of fun. Um, hang on, sorry, guys. That's all good. Um, I was gonna say the the last category that I thought, and we we talked about this again before we started recording, but in the seventies, specific to the seventies, you didn't see it before, and you really didn't see it afterwards in the eighties mm-hmm. in any big way. But was those oversized treasury editions? Oh right? man, yeah, sirs, yeah. sirs, mm-hmm. them joints were so glorious. Still I mean. Are. Spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Mighty Avengers, mm-hmm. Hulk on the Rampage, mm-hmm. Howard Mighty, the Duck, Howard Mighty Thor, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty, yeah. Um, even the Defenders got in it. They had a, a, a giant superhero team up. Was a big oversized Treasury edition. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, do y'all remember Captain America's bicentennial battles? Oh, of course. Yeah, I do. yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's marching yes. with the, 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 the drums and stuff, dude. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With with the flag and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange had one. Mm, Frank Bruner. Um, and the the ones that I really enjoyed the most were the giant superhero holiday grab bags. Yeah. You know, like with Santa Claus. You know, there'd be ones with Santa Claus in it. Santa Claus is actually a character in the Marvel universe interacting <laughs> with, with the superheroes. Yeah, but. Probably the most famous of them would be either Superman versus Spider-Man mm-hmm. or Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Superman versus Ali, that was Neil Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No doubt. Superman versus Spider-Man was Ross Andrew who drew it. Correct. correct. Absolutely correct. Okay. Who wrote Who wrote those books? Do, do we know? Ooh. That's a good question, dog. Oh, I, I, I'm okay. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Stan will take credit for all those things. Go ahead, Stan. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was wrote, a crossover event, yo. It was a crossover right, it was, event. It was. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went, if I had to venture a guess, I'd say Roy Thomas, yo. Either Roy Thomas or I'm, I'm, I really want to say Jerry Conway might have been in there, at least for the I Superman, so. Spider-Man, because he was writing Spider-Man so. at the time. Yeah, he was writing. He was writing Spider-Man at the time. So that would actually track if that were the case. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely the Superman versus Muhammad Ali would have to be our big example of, you know, the Treasury edition where. I always refer to the Treasury editions as big screen comics, widescreen comics. Like this yeah. is truly like, okay, no, comics aren't just good 
if they're bigger, they're, they're even better. better. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> always, always. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and now we see, like today, we see the artist editions where it's you know things are in the in the original comic format size. You know, the big mm-hmm. the eighteen mm-hmm. by thirteen or eighteen by eleven or whatever uh, the uh, comic pages and. You know, and, and people are really pouring over this stuff and wanting to see it, you know, in in all of its glory, not shot down to, you know, to the regular comic book size, but actually in, in the size that it was it was originally created on. And it's it's mm-hmm. great. It yeah. Is. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. And you, and you know, the thing about that Superman versus Muhammad Ali, I mean, it hit so many cultural touchstones as well. Not mm-hmm. only do you have Muhammad Ali on the cover fighting this fictional character, you know, but Muhammad Ali was very much an icon of the 70s himself. Mm-hmm. So to have this mm-hmm. real world intersect with this other fanta- fantastic icon, you know, it's irresistible. And then you look into the crowd that is assembled at this fight on the cover. Mm-hmm. Neil, Neil Adams drew all these famous faces in there. He drew yes. some artists that were working at continuity with him. He drew the Jackson mm-hmm. 5. He even drew a young Trevor Von Eden <laughs> who was working at, you know, continuity, of course. Continuity. But right. yeah, but all, all this stuff, all this stuff. But the layout for that cover was actually done by Joe Kubert. Oh, I remember that. I do remember oh. that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Joe Kubert okay. did the layout for it. And but yeah, so I, I had forgotten that Joe Kubert actually did the layout. But I do remember reading that at some point uh, along the way. Mm-hmm. And. Funny thing too is, is they DC uh, was ahead of their time in doing that particular uh, that particular event mm-hmm. because even though Muhammad Ali at that point had probably regained his title, uh, heavyweight champion of the world, mm-hmm. he was still he was not the beloved figure that he became in the eighties and nineties and, and certainly into the two thousands before he passed away. Mm-hmm. He was still kind of regarded as kind of a big mouth. Uh, by a lot of people and he you know he was at that point and i mean you got to keep it in in perspective my grandmother even in the black community you know my grandmother and her friends were like oh he's a big mouth Eh, i can't wait till he gets knocked out like they they hated him because because he was just so irreverent and he was just so in your face yeah and it was only later on that he became this kind of beloved figure so even in the 70s He's starting to become a little more of an endearing uh, figure within black, uh, black the black community, mm-hmm. but he was still very much kind of like seen as like a big mouth and as a as a as a rabble rouser in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of they were kind of ahead of their time to see mm-hmm. him as being a hero who could actually stand off against you know Superman you know right. love to gloves so the to big speak. blue Boy Scout yeah 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 because it was really what really brought him back as well into the public eye was um, his victory. You know, over um, George Foreman. You know, the mm-hmm. the, the the thriller, not the thriller in Manila. Was the Rumble in the Jungle? That's Rumble, it. That's Rumble. it. Thank you. Yes, yeah. the Rumble in the Jungle in Zaire. Um, that's when he came back, and it was like, okay, okay, cool. He's back because before that he was a pariah. You know, after you know um, going to court to you know defer the draft and serving time Being stripped of his title yeah. exactly exactly mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but i think if you mention that to most people even outside of comic circles um they're like they'll know exactly what you're talking about in fact even espn magazine did an homage to that cover as well um they redid that cover too okay. so did they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it was for one of their hundred greatest whatever and they used that that cover 
montage that that composition and redid yeah, the mm-hmm. cover. I think I think Neil even redrew the cover as well, uh, really? if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so okay. j- that thing has far-reaching, you know, fingers even beyond just uh, comic circles. You know, mm-hmm. I can believe it, man. Speaking of of of, of fighter heavyweight fighters, um, George Foreman. Had a, had a decent career outside of, outside of um, uh, the ring too. Where they he in the seventies, he was all up in all up in some like like six million dollar man. Really? And, and, yeah, yo, and, and other and other other uh, action uh, uh, oriented yeah movie uh, television shows at that time. Yeah, man. I was like, what? What's George doing in here, man? And he's he's fighting. Now he's not fighting. He's not fighting. You know, Steve Austin. He's fighting with Steve Austin against this, this, this criminal element that's inside this area. <laughs> did, I was like, did, now was he playing himself or was he playing a character? He's playing yeah. a character that was a boxer. But it was, but of course, he was. He was George, yeah, yeah, he wasn't George. Ford. Was he bionic too, or no? <laughs> no, 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 not necessary. Not necessary. George, George put on you, put them steelos on you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. But yeah, I man. thought you were gonna talk about the grill. Uh, yeah, dude. exactly. That's what I thought he was going to. <laughs> <laughs> man, with some juicy burgers, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, a couple of honorable mentions before we uh, we end it. Please. Uh, as far as the 70s and, and things that were specific to the 70s that showed up at either in comics or comics adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, we got to mention um, Doom Buggies. Remember the Spider Buggy? <laughs> the Spider Mobile, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and then the Web, the web like, Shooter, yo. Spider Web Shooter, yo. Yeah. So, Doom Buggies were big in the 70s to the mm-hmm. point where the astronauts had a a moon buggy. That's right. That's right. A moon buggy. <laughs> and then Spider Man had a spider buggy or a spider mobile, and it was yeah. like, <laughs> like, why does he need? Doesn't that he? One? Doesn't right. he swing? Why does he need a buggy? Right, right, right. I exactly. Know. I don't. I don't go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but Doom buggies were big in the seventies. Um, Dazzler as a character, even yeah. though she was introduced in nineteen eighty. You know, it was a reference to disco, which mm-hmm. was, you know, big in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know. So that was kind of a holdover. It was kind of one of the reasons why I always thought Dazzler didn't really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because disco was dead by then. The eight, By 1980, disco was dead. And it was like, well, you know, this character is, is kind of a relic uh, already, you know, at, at her inception, so to speak. Right. And, and, and it like, changed up in the 80s, too. Like, they took that... You know, mirror ball costume and gave her a right. headband like Pat Benatar. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? We are young. No one can stop us. We Love is a battlefield. It's a great song, man. Great song, great video. Uh, and then another thing was, uh, and this was in the 70s, the 45 records. Mm. Captain America and the Falcon versus Zemo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> great stuff, man. Great stuff, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yo. I see you, Black Flunky. Remember that? Flunky. <laughs> Dang, yo. They that going a, in. See, see Red Skull, yo, right? Red yep, skull. the Red Skull. Yeah. Zemo, yo. Yeah. But I used to love that. The little 45, you put it on your record player. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could listen to like voices. So it was, you know, it was almost like the uh the Marvel Superheroes cartoon from the 60s. Yeah. Right. But you know, you could hear the voices and hear them acting it out, and the acting was awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was god awful. Well, but well, it was know. all we had, you know. Yeah, it was, sure yeah. was. It, it was very very very, very very much like a, like the the old radio stage um uh, you know. Yeah. RCA yeah type joints yeah yeah radio plays and just over the top and like you're saying very you know very kind of uh 
almost played for laughs or camp in a way. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, it truly was all all that we had. So mm-hmm. yeah. So our five are going to be Micronauts number one, Ghost Rider number eighteen, mm. uh, Hulk one eighty one, uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu uh, number one, and Treasury Edition. We're going to go with uh, with uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, right? That's Three. right. Okay. All right. And I wanted to also too. I wanted to shout out to some of the writers from the uh, the seventies who. Who kind of pushed the bounds a little bit, you know? Your, your Denny O'Neills, mm-hmm. you know, writing, you know, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and kind of ripping things from that, you know, straight from the headlines and putting them into the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, John Stewart as a kind of a first, you know, uh, mainstream Black Power superhero, along mm. with like Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, the introduction of you know writing about you know drug use and um, climate change and you know overpopulation, and then also like a guy like Don McGregor, mm. you know. Mm. You know who's writing comics, and you know he's, you know, featured the first kind of mainstream interracial kiss and in Kill Raven, mm-hmm. um, and then also you know he had that character Saber, who was basically yeah. like Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy you know? Hendrix, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, 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 but that's Saber, like Saber, was considered the first early graphic novel because mm-hmm. it comes Ew. out month, it comes out months before a contract with God. Oh, really? It comes out. It comes out months before, and it was, you know, it was mature. It was considered, yeah. you know, it was considered, you know, beyond just regular twenty six, a uh, twenty six page or twenty one page mm. comic in terms of its, uh, you know, the maturity. And then uh. McGregor also wrote uh, Detectives Inc., which came mm-hmm. out in the seventies, mm-hmm. in the eighties, uh, published by Eclipse, and that was the first time I ever read like kind of like a mainstream noir comic where it featured like. You know, uh, like lesbian sex, and it was like, okay, wow, I had never seen this before. You know, <laughs> you could see it in the underground comics in that section of the comic book shop, but this was the first time I ever saw that, and it was rendered beautifully by you know Marshall Rogers, who I was a big fan of. Okay. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, anyway, just great stuff, great guys, and 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 really the beginnings of what led us to. Do. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.